0: Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald.
1: Hey, it's me. I'm Todd Donald. Welcome. Ellen Holman, a co-writer and the star of Army of One. Someone who, like, Amy Walker, who was on the Jack Kelly episode, I would also love to have back on the show for a longer chat. In this, though, you'll hear us talking about the action-packed film, the story, the jiu-jitsu, the guns, the explosions, the blood. And Ellen was fantastic and merciful, I would say, on the clumsiness of your dear host. So put your hands together. If you're a fan of Stars of Spartacus, you'll remember her as Saxa from Spartacus Vengeance and War of the Damned. Or perhaps Amelia Parsons from NCIS New Orleans heard of it? Uh, You'll see her next year in the fourth Matrix film. And right now, as of today, December 15th, you can see her in Army of One, a gritty film about love and revenge, available on Apple TV for sure, and all kinds of digital streaming and purchasing platforms. Let's listen to the trailer audio now. You two to this little community.
0: We're just traveling, getting away from work. Hello? Looks like it's just us. Dylan? We need to get the hell out of here. (laughs) Who sent you?
1: the army girl today's your sentencing day
0: you kill my husband you all die Good evening. you doing great. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. I'll say this on the record too, but off the record, I got, I got a chance to watch the screener. It is dynamite. I love it so much. <laughs> um, Thank you.
0: Why off the record? You know? Like, <laughs> hey, keep that on the record.
1: <laughs> well, I know this for a fact. Some others may not. Let's educate them. This is not your first time being seen on-screen kicking ass, is it? No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I feel like that, that, is, that has become my niche over the past two decades. So no, I am no no stranger to the action genre. That is true.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's December and I happen to know that you you also grace the screen with some holiday fun. So it's not all one thing, but you are the first action hero that I've ever talked to on the podcast. I've been doing this for 12 years. Never once had someone who's fought on-screen on, on the show. Really? So it's yeah,
0: are you are you just uh, hanging around Hallmark people? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can I can show you that that as well.
1: <laughs> right on. Uh, there's so much to talk about. I I really enjoyed the screener. It's in the tradition of like gritty revenge movies, where typically it's going to be a man's story, mm. and it's not normalized yet. I feel like this this movie is a strong signal and step towards that. I like the idea of people in the future having like that secret handshake understanding of exaggerated metaphors. Like, you know, Phil was messing around and John went army of one on his ass.
0: <laughs> oh my God. If that, if that happened instead of like, uh, yeah, he went John Wick on his ass, but, right. you know, that's that an incredible level to attain because actually a lot of the fight choreo. Was influenced from John Wick. That's my husband's stunt team. So right. that's why there's a you'll see you'll see some similar type of choreo in that, particularly uh, oners. So a lot of jujitsu, uh, a lot of uh, judo, with some uh-huh. aikido influence. Just. You know, and adding the uh, militaristic element, of course, was what we wanted to achieve with the choreography and action design.
1: You know what? I'm, I'm getting into it because I'm so excited. Can we tell them? I'd prefer to have you tell them. You're in it. Uh, <laughs> what is the movie about? Uh, uh,
0: well, so as you said, it's a uh, gritty revenge story. But I like to think of it as, uh, you know, a love revenge story. Mm. <laughs> we start our movie with uh, Brenner Baker, who's... Married to her wonderful husband, and they decide to take a break from work, go out in the woods, go camping. We've heard, we've heard this type of opening to a film before. Right. And um, lo and behold, they uh, end up in an abandoned cabin, which turns out to be essentially a, a holding pen for uh, a drug cartel. Whoops! So things go south pretty quickly, and they do not end up very well for Brenner's husband, um, and he meets an untimely demise. And as far as we're concerned, so does Brenner. Um, and on the poster, you see they should have left her for dead—big mistake. So they basically <laughs> give away the plot right there. So I'm not telling you that anything that the poster isn't. Brenner basically decides to seek revenge, and that is uh, the question: is how does she do so? Each uh, each sequence and uh, moment of revenge is unique and in individual, and its own right. And yeah. uh, yes, you, you are told immediately what it's about, but you don't know how. And that's what's really unique about this is because um, when, uh, even when we were casting all of our stunt players and actors, we wanted them to do all of their own action. We didn't want any face replacement. We didn't want any, uh, any doubles. I love stunt performers, by the way. Uh, I'm married to one. <laughs> I'm, married, <laughs> I'm married to a coordinator. So I, that is, <laughs> but I, I obviously, uh, that's a soft spot for me. But that's what I think makes this unique. Our heroine isn't wearing a massive push-up bra and running around in latex. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Um, but everything you see is her grit, her blood, her sweat, her tears. Mm. Um, and particularly something we're really proud of is a wonner is a But you have to wait for it. It's it's towards the the final act where from beginning to end... The sequence is done in one shot, and that's what makes it really unique. That's usually what you see in the massive, massive, massive budget films, um, and we were able to bring that to um, this smaller budget action gem.
1: If it was playing by the quote-unquote rules, there would have been like, and with the help of her CGI animated bear Melvin, they're going to take <laughs> down.
0: Right? Oh my God, <laughs> if, it's thing, if it's one thing people who, who know me can, uh, can attest to, it's that I'm not really much of a rule follower. I take direction, but you know, if you tell me I'm not going to do something or I can't, that's you're basically just welcoming me to prove you wrong.
1: Right. So
0: yes, there's a lot of things that should not have been able to, to have been accomplished in this that were, which is staggering to me, given the time crunch and lack of resources and lack of uh, financing. I mean, when you have so many strong-willed people that really want to make a good product and are willing to put in the time and the effort. It's really great. <laughs> what You yeah. can manage to accomplish. It really is. I mean, from beginning to end, I was a part of it and, um, to see it through to fruition was incredible. And I, I do love working with my husband. We've worked together, um, many times and he of course was the coordinator on this and, uh, our production company had our talents and involved in, nearly every aspect, like I said, from casting to rewrites to action design, even second unit directing. Um, and then I, I spent an additional 140 hours in the editing room um, oh. that redid the entire score with Austin who's an incredible composer, just to bring it to a level that both my husband and I are accustomed to working with that otherwise, uh, I'm not sure you would get normally in a lower budget independent film. I mean, we, we both just were so unbelievably fortunate to wrap Matrix 4, where my husband not only had a, a cast role, but he's also one of the rigging coordinators. And uh, he does all the John Wicks and he's done Deadpool. And he's used to working on that level. And I'm, I'm more accustomed to the television world where, uh, you know, Into the Badlands and Spartacus and NCIS, I'm used to working really fast. So bringing into, you know those you know, couple decades worth of knowledge together and collaborate on this, where we weren't just a single department, we had our, our hands in many cookie jars. I think I, I'm proud. I'm proud of what we what we've come up with as our first full length feature together.
1: I can't tell you how much I love hearing people talk about production, just because and post production. I listen to this kind of stuff for fun, and then I f- I forget that I have to say something now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I love that. If if we can just nerd out about the genre, focusing on Army of One, of course, I'm willing to bet it's all in the frame. It's not. I'm I'm losing the words.
0: (laughs) That's okay. There's plenty of them you can pick from.
1: (laughs) But you know what I mean when I say it's all in the frame, right? It wasn't computer generated. It's classic gritty style of what's in front of the camera is what you see.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um, like it's, it's funny. Cause I, I mean, I make a joke saying if Rambo and deliverance were to have a love child, mm. <laughs> the army of one. that's yeah. kind of my, my tongue in cheek way of putting it, but yeah, no, there's, there's no tricks. It's, it's what you see on screen is what happened. There are certain uh, maneuvers that we did, particularly in the water where, you know, when I stab a merc through his Achilles heel and he sticks to the wall, I'm not, I'm obviously not actually stabbing him through the Achilles heel, <laughs> right? but however, however, we do pan away for a moment and then you go back and his leg is stuck in the wall with the knife there. We quickly had an effects person switch out to a real blade. Right. So little tricks like that, um, little things like that. And of course, when I'm practical,
1: uh, there's the word, God damn it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's late. It's late. What time? I don't even know what time it is where you are right now.
1: Just an hour later.
0: Oh, you know, I was trying to make an excuse for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. See, <laughs> yeah, <blah. laughs> so, yeah, it's all—it's all practical special effects. W- one of the things that I love the most about it is that Brenner Baker, Brenner Baker, proper diction, didn't seem to just burst into any given room, say a sassy one-liner, and just smoothly take the win. It, it was always a brutal, hands-dirty battle where it wasn't easy. Is the point? I'm trying but, to not ruin I mean, it.
0: <laughs> I wanted—I wanted to make sure that she also got her ass kicked. <laughs> That's what happens. Like, But does she stay sees- down? Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm certainly no stranger to uh, the sparring world uh, in regards to jujitsu. Like I'll do three minute rounds, five minute rounds, 10 minute rounds with guys who are twice my size. Sometimes I get them. Sometimes they kick my ass like bruises, cuts, scrapes, dislocations. All, like, I'm not a stranger to any of that. And it, doesn't, and it honestly doesn't even intimidate me. So mm. I, I think it's important to be realistic with that, where if you see a woman fighting with a man, if you punch someone as hard as you can, if if some for a guy, for example, my husband, he's much, he's literally double my size. If I were to take my little hand and punch him in his giant jaw, it would probably break my hand. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's smaller, probably not, but... That's where elbows and knees and just being faster and lighter on your feet, more cunning is a way to take down your opponent. That's why there's a lot of jiu-jitsu elements because it's not based on strength. It's based on speed, knowledge, and agility. And that's what they teach the U.S. military. Uh, In fact, Mm. we did a lot of research um, as to what they teach uh, in the military. And actually, one of my academies, Gracie Academy, they teach the U.S. military how to utilize jiu-jitsu to take down your opponent. I wanted that to be utilized in this, in this action design because it's believable. It is believable. And yeah. it, it's that way you're, you're not like, oh, you know, a sassy woman comes in wearing head to toe latex, says her one liner, and kicks all their asses. Like, this isn't CW. Like, I didn't <laughs> want it. Like, I didn't want heavy mascara and lipstick or, you know, I'm out of woods, my you know, husband's dead and I'm, I am ha- i probably haven't, like, eaten, I haven't slept, I haven't, like, you're mm-hmm. gonna look like hell. Like, I wanted to make sure that there was a slow deterioration of Brenner. Um, and also in a lot of action films, you notice, like, i.e. Salt or whatever, Angelina Jolie, like, you'll, you'll see, like, someone really small is kicking all these guys' asses at once. I'm like, I love Angelina Jolie, but that's not really realistic. Like you're you're gonna lose some aspect of reality. And that, that was that was something that we wanted to steer clear of Uh, in this where it is actually me doing it like double doing or going in And those are real wrecks that I'm taking and that's real that's glass smashing and that is yeah
1: and I think a lot of that goes towards making a movie like that timeless I'm not stuck in the 80s sometimes I am but you know speaking of like the classic ones I just say that vaguely I love a movie where Brenner doesn't magically have a trunk full of bombs and guns that we don't question, but instead fighting with her body or fashioning things or just using whatever she can find in any given claustrophobic environment. If that's giving stuff away, then I can cut that out. But I love that.
0: No, no, it's not at all. That is something that um, I learned from one of my mentors, Chad Stahelski, who's directed the John Wick uh, franchise, who's... He's one of my jujitsu professors. Like he has uh, such a strong impact in how I view action design. And, you know, if you're fighting for your life, you're, you're not gonna, you don't care if you kill them with a pencil, as long as you kill them, (laughs) 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 you will find whatever you have to find (laughs) in order to achieve your goal. And in this case, it's survival with revenge.
1: I I think it's fantastic. Sorry. I just thought of another thing I loved about it from what I can tell. Um, God damn it, I lost it. Sorry, I thought of this earlier.
0: That's just called, you know, it's just called life moments. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Trust me, Could you imagine if you screened every hour of a movie that you shoot? It would be garbage it would be absolute garbage we had a final cut and I still did an additional 130 hour of editing to it like oh wow there yes do you get screen <laughs> screen time uh, headaches know, yes actually yeah. absolutely I wear glasses actually mm. um, and that's Usually, my my daily
1: look. I think glasses is, is definitely something oh, okay. I should look into. <laughs> but seriously.
0: Oh, I see what you did there! Oh, I see what you did
1: there. <laughs> hey, is your dad in the room? Is my dad in the room? Because that-
0: <laughs> yes, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my 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 last question is: I love this this film. I see it as being timeless. And I definitely have to know, is there a desire among the team, the, uh, the army of one creative team for there to be a sequel or do you just love standalones and want to do the next best thing? I don't know. You tell me.
0: Well, something that I think is really important is that any film you shoot, make sure you tell that story from beginning to end. Make sure you reach, it reaches its denouement so you don't take your audience for granted and you don't piss people off by not having a proper ending. Uh, It's kind of like, you know, when you watch a series that you really like and the finale is a massive cliffhanger and then they get canceled and you're just, (laughs) you're just angry. You're like, why, why (laughs) did I waste 30 hours of my life to not have any closure? Sometimes people do that intentionally. Most of the time, it's not intentionally. In this case, we did both. Uh, I thought it was really important. um, Same with uh, Stephen Durham um, to leave open-end, but still tell Brenner's circle fully. Um, So in answer to your question, we are not ruling out a sequel. There there are certain Easter eggs we put in there. Um, If you really uh, pay attention, it wasn't complete closure. Um, It was uh, in the nearsighted aspect, which was the revenge aspect. Amidst her um, rampage, she uncovers certain aspects of things that are much bigger than mm-hmm. what it is she's currently involved the question is does she seek that out does she go down that path or does she just call it a day and that is that is uh, something to discover that's something to see whether that's going to happen or not so stay tuned a <laughs> uh,
1: cu- cu- couple things on my notes the stakes are higher for you I can have a brain fart and you can forgive me but if, if I asked you what the movie was about and you said like uh shit then that would have been bad so thank you for forgiving <laughs> well,
0: me if, about, if the movie's about shit then i'm really in trouble
1: <laughs> here's the thing i I do know what happens and i so badly just want to talk with you about it but for, for the audience's sake i want to leave that discovery to them going from that it's available as of today december 15th i definitely know it's available to buy on apple tv but i'm I'm not sure. If, can you tell me where else?
0: Um, it's a lot to, to rattle off. Um, <laughs> we're available on Food, Fandango, Fandango iTunes, In Demand. Like, there's a whole myriad of places you can get it streaming. Um, the easiest way is if you go onto my Instagram or Twitter, at Ellen Holman, um, as well as Ellen Holman Official on Facebook. I Every other day, basically I'm posting updates and like little nuggets, uh, footage or, what have you in regards to the film. So you can uh, you can follow those those uh, links to figure out what, what works best for you, like where wherever it's streaming, wherever you may be on this planet.
1: Excellent. In the future, I will not ask someone to list all of the things.
0: Oh, no. I mean, it's everything from like Voodoo Fans, Xbox, Google Play, right. Amazon, DirecTV, Dish Network. Like, a lot of people will probably forget all those things. So I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> come say hi on Instagram and I'll, I have the whole pretty list spelled out for you guys. As, as part of post-production, I should know where where it's <laughs> streaming.
1: <laughs> Thanks for chatting with me about this flick, Army of One. I love it. You're going to love it. And Ellen, thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you so much for your support, really. I, I really appreciate it. Your your positive feedback is why we make movies. So thank you very much for, for uh, your interest, Todd.